Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. So glad you could join us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining me today is guest host Mayumi of Make It a Great Date. Well, hello there, everyone. And my other guest host is Jason Hicks, Business Relations and Marketing, 2014 Walsh University Hall of Fame inductee and former professional athlete. Hi guys, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, hey, we're in the we're in the radio world here. <laughs> well, we just finished Bellevue Fashion Week, so we're going to be sharing highlights of that with you in these following interviews and excerpts, as well as chatting fashion tips for the first dates for both guys and girls. Um, how's everyone doing? I mean, we definitely have fallen into fall. Yes, we have definitely <laughs> fallen into fall. I have my boots on today, my scarf. I wasn't very excited about it, but after getting dressed this morning, I'm I'm embracing fall. Pumpkins, pumpkin, pumpkin yes. spice lattes. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. pot roast. <laughs> well, and like for me being a fall baby, I like the layers of clothing, so I started pulling things out and like, oh, I always feel skinnier when I have lots of different yeah. things on. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny for me. I grabbed my first hot chocolate this morning, so. Uh, it's officially fall. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had one this weekend, and I was like, fall has fallen. Okay, so as we do with every um, show, we're going to start off with our um, on-air tastings for today. And we're sitting here, socially savvy, enjoying um, one of our on-air tastings for today's show. We have the luxury, and on a day like today, I feel like it's a luxury, of tasting soft tail spirits limoncello. I've got Larissa Long of Mode Magazine here, and she gets to taste it with me. I'm so excited. I'm like, let's start this. Let's get going, because I can smell it, and it smells so good. So the cool thing about a limoncello, it is Italian in design. Uh, I have been told by uh, friends of mine that had grown up over there or spent a lot of time over there that this is actually a beverage that the young people drink, like children. They would get a small little um, cup of the limoncello, and so it's just part of, you know, the European culture. They're not as caught up with the whole alcohol thing, and so they're not running around drinking it like a lot of Americans are. But um, it is sweet, and it has a beautiful aroma. Um, this one is actually produced here in Washington State. Um, they do it in small batches. It is handcrafted, um, which is, is cool. You know, when you have these types of things coming out of Washington, it just shows how diverse we really, truly are that we're able to start competing in a um, worldwide market in different types of beverages that have originated in other places. So tell us what you think of it. Oh, I'm t I've got to take a drink. I hadn't <laughs> taken a drink. I was waiting. She was listening to my wonderful words. Um, oh, my gosh. It's so good. It's like having a lemon drop without all the extra sugar and all the extra, but not as sweet. And I like that because the problem, I don't like to get lemon drops because they taste so sweet and sugary. And this is, oh, my gosh, so smooth. Awesome. Now I want to keep drinking. Yes, of course. Well, I'm going to get mine here in a second. They used hand-zest lemons, extracting the oils from the skins and developing the most pure, natural, and balanced limoncello around. You can taste the lemon zest. You can definitely taste the lemon zest. This is great for doing, for sipping, as we are doing tonight. We, I put one little uh, ice cube in it. Uh, they also suggest it for cocktails and mixed drinks. It, like you were saying, it gives a much more balanced flavor than having to add sugar to it. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's not 
it's not too strong, but it's a little bit stronger than if you were to have, you know, a mixed drink of some sort, but you can add some flavor. This would probably be really good with some type of like raspberry oh, or, yeah. you know, that some type of berry flavor added to it. Yeah, no, I think that this is a fantastic drink if you're looking for something that is definitely different and it's going to be um, an impressive drink. Pop chips. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping all the fake stuff and at least half the fat of regular chips out. They take the finest natural delicious ingredients, add a little heat and pressure and pop, it's a chip. You can find them at a grocery store near you or online at www.popchips.com. We are back, so let's chat. We asked these fab questions at Bellevue Fashion Week events this last week, and so I thought I would kind of get a take on how you guys would answer. Um, one of the, the first ones that we did this year, the whole 60s bold prints is back. Um, thank you, Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is considered to be one of the trickier trends. How would you get around them, Miyumi? Well, I would say, you know, I'm liking the bold prints. Yeah. I'm really liking them. I think if strategically placed on a piece of clothing um, and mixing it with some um, solid colors, yep. it layering. really, layering, it really makes it look very nice. It adds, you know, fall is about colors and bold prints. So it really is going to be a good fit to this fall to have the bold prints, but also mix them up with some solids. I would agree. And particularly guys, I mean, yeah. it, it's always kind of a funny one. It's like, how do you take and incorporate that those big, bold, particularly when you're talking about some of them are floral. Yes. You know, how do you throw that into your repertoire? <laughs> I mean, I definitely, I definitely would agree with you guys about the whole... You got to mix it in and everything, because you don't want to walk. You don't want to be walking around looking like a big Scrabble board. You definitely don't want that. You know, somebody trying to play wordplay with you, with your clothes and everything. But I, like, definitely with some solids and uh, just kind of like maybe putting putting the bow print on and just some nice jeans and some nice shoes and just keep it at that. You know, yeah. When you start throwing all the all the layers here and the hat here and and the glasses and all this and you're just doing yeah you're doing too much mm -hmm. yeah no much. I totally agree yeah. you don't need to look like you're from the mass no 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 <laughs> yeah you don't want to look discombobulated walking down the street exactly it's like oh my god is that a dictionary <laughs> <laughs> I love it that's awesome okay so what is the savviest thing that a designer has ever said that has inspired you or struck you in some way you know I I don't have a particular designer but I'm, I follow the rule of keeping it simple. Yeah. I really like it where, at least the way I dress, is to have your basic staple items. A nice pair of skinny jeans, um, some uh, stilettos, a few different color blazers, and just throwing a wife beater on underneath with some accessories, like some cool different necklaces and big chunky medallion you know, necklaces are in right now or I chains. Yeah. And so just layering that up with some nice gold hoops. I really feel like if you keep your canvas simple and then accessorizing, it's always a lot of fun. And I enjoy that because if I'm at an event where I might want to tone it down, then I don't have to wear all of the necklaces and the bracelets and the earrings. I can just wear the blazer, 
um, the jeans or I can wear skinny black pants and then my stilettos and I can go from daytime to evening. So I really like the designers that um, state just keeping it very simple um, and then accessorizing, identifying your yourself. Your style. Yep. Yep. No, I love it. And how about you? Oh wow! I'm just, I was just thinking like, okay, that'd be nice looking at across the room. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, okay. <laughs> Keep it simple, you know. No, I'm the same way. Like, definitely keeping it simple. You know, like I don't have a specific designer per se, but I have listen and follow like a Jay-Z with Rockefeller or something like that, how they incorporated the jean on jean and then they went to the polos and stuff like that. And now it's all about, you know, um, my first time ever wearing a collar, a button up collar shirt with jeans was when I saw Jay-Z's Change Photos video. Oh wow. First time I ever wore it. I was like, I can do that. Yes, yeah. I said, like, I want to see what it looks like on me. Yeah. So you know what I did? I went out, I bought, a nice fitted button-up shirt, some Rockerwear jeans, and those um, those Reeboks he had out. Um, not they weren't Reebok classics, but they were um, his Reebok shoes that he had for Rockefeller. Oh, okay. Yeah, like and then when he came out with those, and like because him and Fifty Cent did the commercial mm -hmm. and everything. Uh -huh. So when they came out with those, I was like, I went and got all that, and I was like, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm straight out of his video. I can do I think it. I, was, I, was like, I was like middle school and it just took off from there. I just took off from there. So I was just like, hey, exactly. you know, I like that. And then like, it was just simple. It was cool. Yep. It was cool. It was simple. And as I got older, I started seeing it more and I started seeing him with, that's what made me do a bow tie, a, yep. fit, a right. nice, nice shirt. Mm -hmm. You find and somebody you can identify yes. with. Yep. And then yeah. you put a fitted and hat on and just it. like, you know, yep. no matter what, like you keeping it classy. Yep. Keeping the street, you know what I'm saying? You just yep. putting the, you put the fitted hat on, it's just like everything just sits right. Then you know you're in a, you're in a place, you're in a place like that. You want to tone it down? Yep. Just take the hat off. Exactly. I love everything that. Still, still Me too. That's awesome. Um, Coco Chanel was always one of my inspirations from like when I was really, really young. Um, I think seventh grade. I'll never forget my first outfit for for junior high school. I totally went black and white, and it was Aww. the 80s. And so I had this little sweater that had no sleeves and the white blouse underneath it. And I and I couldn't even I could barely spell Chanel at that point. I mean, we just you know there was like no money. Um, but one of the things that she's always said that has always stuck with me is fashion fades, only style remains the same. And yeah. while I think it's great to appreciate trends and see them and, you know, see the stuff in Vogue magazine in, in chatting with uh, the fashion guy and some of these other uh, people over Fashion Week, it just really drives home that you need to take a look at what you see and then apply it to a practical lifestyle. Right. Um, but more importantly, make sure that it matches you. Make right. sure you're, it reflects your lifestyle and what you're doing. Right. Um, because otherwise, the clothes end up wearing you. I agree. <laughs> yeah, at the yep. end of the day, fashion ain't number confidence. Yes, yes, it really, really is. It really is. Well, let's jump into some of the interviews that we had the privilege of getting and some of the segment clips from Bellevue's Fashion Week, The Fashion Guy, and Cara Crowley of Vogue, as well as many of our local peeps chatting on fashion and what they saw. This is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy, and I'm standing here at Fashion Week in Bellevue. We got to do the media lunch. It was amazing fun. Um, I'm standing here with our two hosts, and I wanted to ask you guys, what has been your most favorite fashion moment since you've been in fashion? 
My name is Kara Crowley. I am Vogue's market stylist, and my favorite moment so far in fashion had to be my very first Met Gala. Um, I've been there three years now, and I mean, it's such an incredible night, but that first night when I first walked in and just saw it all, I just, it's breathtaking, and I almost wish, I mean, I really truly feel like the pictures don't, you know, kind of bring it to life. They don't, they don't speak to it enough. Um, I only hope that by Instagram and, and, you know, more people attending, it's you can kind of get a little to get to see what's a taste. A taste. Thank you. I can I couldn't get that out, but um, I have to say that's my favorite moment so far in fashion. Love it. And you? My name is Lawrence Arian, the fashion guy from Live with Kelly and Michael and the Steve Harvey Show. And I have to say, my fashion moment keeps changing constantly because I do all these makeovers. When I take a woman and I give her a brand new look from head to toe and she gets to walk out and feel like a movie star, that's my favorite moment. That's on a Monday. And Tuesday I get another woman and I get to do it again. So my favorite fashion moments are when I get to make real women feel like movie stars and love who they are. I love that. I love that that speaks to the power of um, empowering yourself by being able to take control, you know, showing somebody how to apply their makeup or, or put that scarf on. If you're 5'4", you're not going to be 6 foot. Yeah. Stop trying to be something you're not. Yes, and be comfortable with who you are. Find your happy. And if, if you celebrate and embrace and love who you are, every choice you make will be perfect. I love it. Thank you so much, you, you guys, for taking a moment. Of course. Thanks so much. And joining us today is Joel with Soft Tail Spirits here to um, share their vodka with us. Um, we're going to be tasting their vodka. It's distilled from apples. It's a double gold winner of the San Francisco World Spirits Competition this 2014. Um, and it's grown here in Washington, made here in Washington, and 100% gluten-free. Um, and I'm going to have him tell us a little bit about the history of it while we get ready to taste it. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, glad to give you guys the opportunity to taste uh, such a wonderful vodka. Um, Softail Spirits started in 2008. We actually started making grappa. Uh, interestingly enough, the home that the owner bought in Woodinville, Washington, uh, is still a part of the company today. It's now our tasting room just off of Woodinville Redmond Road. So, oh my God, that's been cool. there since uh, <laughs> yeah, been there since the 1970s. Uh, back when Woodinville had just uh, one road right up through Main Street and a whole bunch of uh, farm fields all around before even Woodinville Wine Country was uh, you known for... Of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, it took us about five years, but finally we uh, created a vodka that uh, is now internationally recognized and uh, great whether it's cold or warm or straight or mixed in your favorite cocktail. So... Well, and that's what I'm finding is we're sitting here and sipping on it, and I am not ever been one to really think about whether I wanted my vodkas or, or beverages cold, per se, um, but this one just has such a nice fluidity, and I have to say, living in Washington, I love that it's made from apples. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what about you, Larissa? Oh, that's cool. I just just figured just that out. It. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is really awesome. It's that's not, so cool. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily taste like apples. It's not your apple-flavored no. vodka. It's still a neutral spirit, but... Uh, you do get some of those, the, the hint of uh, the apple aroma and a nice, crisp, smooth finish afterwards. So I have to say, I, I, I just took my first sip. I'm, I, I like vodka, but not straight because it tastes like fingernail polish yes. remover when I'm all done. Yeah. This does not taste like no. fingernail polish remover. I'm no. like, oh my gosh, I can actually drink this with nothing in it. That's yep. insane. Yep. 
Well, and, you know, this time of year, especially with those of us who are trying to fit into bikinis, um, we're always looking for a beverage that we can enjoy that's got the least amount of calories and the least amount of carbs or, or whatever. And vodka's always been really well known for being your quote-unquote diet drink. Um, yeah. But typically, a lot of people, like you were saying, they don't necessarily enjoy the flavor by itself. And this right. one is really, really nice. Well, and a lot of the other vodkas are traditionally made from uh, grain-based whether it's wheat or potatoes and uh, through the distillation process you you get the majority of the gluten out but the only way to get a hundred percent of the gluten out of the spirit itself is to distill it a from a gluten-free source <laughs> yeah i.e apples so when we say 100 percent gluten-free we we definitely mean it i love it so where can um our listeners find this uh, well, first and foremost, the easiest place is to go on our website and uh, just go to the store locator and it'll tell you the nearest store around that uh, our product is being sold at. Uh, we're at all of the Total Wines and the BevMo's uh, and a few of the select uh, QFC's, but like I said, easiest place, just go on the website and it'll, it'll tell you depending on where you're located in Washington State. So. Okay, and so that would be softtailspirits.com. Thank you very much again. Thanks so much for the tasting. Mm -hmm. Kind Bars, a kind, healthy snack brand of all-natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery store or at www.kindsnacks.com. This message brought to you by Brandon Elkins. Next are some great clip excerpts from our media lunch that we had the privilege of attending for Bellevue Fashion Week. Hi, everybody. Hi. This is my fifth year being here, and I will say this is the one event every year that I really look forward to. I love the inspiration. I love that Seattle has such a passion for fashion, and I love that I get to partner up with Vogue, because I really feel that Vogue is so on the cutting edge of what's on trend, in style right now, and I love the partnership that I have because I get to talk about the fashion and runway inspirations that can be carried into everyday life. And like I said, Vogue is so happy to be here partnering with the Bellwood Collection. Let's get started. Talk about our fashion trends for fall 2014. This season, replace your solemn jet black wardrobe with optimistic crisp whites. From parchment to oyster to cream, it's the endlessly beloved neutral that can easily become your signature look. And we have Marcellus here, who looks stunning in winter white, as I like to call it. What is so fascinating is this is the first time all the women have smiled. <laughs> first time, I noticed all of you like, ah. So just so you know, I'm not taking any of that personally. But let's thank you. We're friends. Uh, but let's focus on Marcellus. You know, it's so funny. I feel like when uh, I was growing up, my mother always used to say, you know, you can't wear white after Labor Day. And I feel like those rules are no longer. I mean, white is something that you wear all year round. Um, you know, he's showcasing it right here. And, you know, we just came from the New York shows uh, all talking about spring. And white is also a huge color for spring. So buy it now and then wear it in spring as well. And this is a great look from Fasanov and the way they're reintroducing the collections are beautiful, more current, more edgy, more on trend, classic and sophisticated with a little bit of edge. And the thing that I love about white is, as you've noticed when it comes, there's nothing as seasonal dressing anymore. It's not orange for fall, brown for fall. You buy one color that you can carry throughout the entire year, and it is white hot. You can do so many things with white no matter where you live. Knits. So we're all about knits this fall. Wear today's new age knits from head to toe. Start with ribbed leggings, sweater tanks, 
woolen scarves for an all-over comfy look that screams relaxed. And I have to say, this trend knits is perfect for the Seattle weather. Weather. I got up this morning, went out to get some coffee. I could have used some more knits. I didn't have, I was not packed properly. But I would have loved those little gloves or that scarf. And it's all about how you put the look together. This is from Eileen Fisher. And what I love about Eileen Fisher is she does more of a boxier cut. And that's great for all women of all different shapes and sizes. And again, one of those statement colors, gorgeous grays. It's another staple that we're going to see throughout yeah. the entire year. And there's so many things that you can do with these slouchy pants. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, shades of gray was really big. We're having a retro moment. This fall's swinging styles have an emphasis on retro shifts, ultra-graphic tees, and short numbers. It's a major way to be completely mod. I feel like you guys have to be seeing this. There's 60s inspired everywhere right now, which I sort of love. I mean, it kind of just, the fun colors, it pops, it's, you know, it makes everybody feel happy. The thing that we were talking about backstage is usually it was the designers that set the trends, and now more so than ever, it's TV shows that are setting trends. And ever since Mad Men, ever since Mad Men hit the airwaves, there's been this 60s revolution. And I love, what I love about the new 60s looks right now, it's 60s inspired, but it's modern and it's really slick. Yeah. So 60s are very sleek, sophisticated, and very crisp. We've moved on from punk, but we still love a hint of rebellion. Enter exposed zippers. They're everywhere right now, on legging ankles, sweater backs, and pant legs. This is one of my favorite trends, too. I just feel like it brings an added detail to certain things. You know, again, I have a few sweaters that have zippers on the back. It just kind of really accentuates that, and it's just something different. It also adds a little element of edge. Yeah. If you're a feminine, girly girl, throw on something with a little zipper, and it showcases another side of your personality. Yeah. Now we're on to some of the beauty trends that we saw. Remember the statement lip? Now we're focused on the statement eye. It's all about graphic shapes and daring colors. That means cobalt eyeliners, coral cat eyes, and all over emerald. Questions on trends or anything? I wanted to find out from you guys what you thought the trickiest trend for people to transition into everyday life is. Of the trends that we featured here? Hmm. say maybe the um, the 60s inspired only because I mean I think it's different you know I I don't know I, I just think sometimes that can be a little bold for people if you're not used to it so it could be a little hard but I think you know if you're I mean I look at I wear a lot of um, Diane von Furstenberg and her stuff is bold in, in general and so I'm kind of used to that but sometimes when you see that trend you're like whoa that's a lot of prints it's a little too much and you know I feel like we've been taught to be you know simple and you know keep it classic and elevated but I think if you can really you know, take that step and do it. I, I, I mean, I think it's great. I love the trend. I think it makes people feel happy, but it's just like stepping over that, like being slightly scared of it and embracing it, I guess. I don't know. What about you? I think for me, for so many women, they look at fashion magazines, they look on television, and they want to incorporate the trend into their life. But many times it's about the trend and not about the woman. So I always say, you wear the style, don't let the style wear you. And if it's really on trend, there's always a way to incorporate an element of the trend into your wardrobe. So if it's florals and you don't want to wear something head-to-toe floral, you can do a great floral scarf, you can do a floral bag, you can do floral, just add an element of the trend. But again, it's all about how you create it. So I look at you, not at the trend. I love that. Thanks. You were chatting about um, Savvy earlier, and I have a show called Socially Savvy, so I'm interested to find out um, what is the savviest thing a designer has ever said that has struck you? I think, what is it, um... 
Coco Chanel who said, you know, once you get dressed and you have all your accessories on, take off, I'm going to mess up the quote now, but take off one thing. So I, something that I always do because, you know, especially today, you know, I have all these rings on, I had a, a, a bangle on, and then I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what, let me, let me just take one off. And I think that's something that's kind of always stuck with me. Again, I go back to my mother and she was all about, she's very elegant and, you know, very graceful. And, and I feel like I learned a little bit of that from her. Um, very feminine, and, and that's just one quote that kind of always sticks in my head. There's one quote that Audrey's not a designer, but Audrey Hepburn, who partnered up with so many designers, she had a quote, and I can't remember it, so I'm going to get it because I want to read it because it's literally right back here, and I think it's so important for all women to see. I'll be right back. Awesome. No, it's such a great quote. <laughs> all right. This is not a promotion for my book. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really, it's really, but I asked. Please sit back. <laughs> but uh, throughout the book, what I always say is you don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. That's such a great quote. And I did a lot of research on some of the famous quotes from designers from the past. So I peppered that throughout the book. But the one quote that hasn't left me is from Audrey Hepburn. The beauty of a woman is not in the clothes she wears, the figure that she carries, or the way she combs her hair. The beauty of a woman is seen in her eyes, because that is the doorway to her heart. The place where love resides, true beauty in a woman is reflected in her soul. It's the caring that she lovingly gives, the passion that she shows, and the beauty of a woman only grows with passing years. That to me is so tried and true because so many people get wrapped up in fashion. I love fashion, it's my life. But if we forget, if anybody forgets who they really are and that your beauty lies within, then you're doing something different. And we're in a world right now where we're constantly being inundated on what's the standard for beauty. Those people that you see on the red carpet, they get paid to look like that. They have a team. They have stylists. They have chefs. Nobody can be that. That's a very small percentage. I think every woman should look in the mirror and be comfortable with who she is, forget what she was, who knows what she's going to be, but be comfortable with where they're at right now. I love this partnership with Vogue. Because they, it's the fashion bible. I, I read my, I read my every single month. And I love that I get to then take those hot, those hot styles and teach women how to incorporate it into their life. Not make them something they're not, but show them who they are. Because every woman should be able to look in the mirror and be comfortable with their height, their size, their shape. You can always make changes, but life is so precious. And with that Audrey Hepburn quote, it's celebrating who you are right now in this moment because moments are going by very fast. The Pain Center of Bellevue offers real relief to pain and a healthier approach to your life. With services including chiropractic, weight loss, trigger point injections, acupuncture, and massage and rehab, you are sure to find your healthier approach to life. Tell them Socially Savvy sent you and receive a 30-minute doctor-supervised trigger point massage and pain management consultation. You can find them at www.bellevuepaincenter.com or call 425-455-2225. Not redeemable for cash. This message brought to you by Brandon Elkins. This is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy, and I have the privilege of standing here with Lawrence, the fashion guy, here at Bellevue Square. You just got finished doing our Saturday afternoon um, presentation of fashion for um, Bellevue Vogue Fashion Week. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Audience was great. Had a lot of fun. And we got to showcase the hot trends for fall. 
which I have to say, Bellevue has so, so thoroughly enjoyed the last several years of having you guys come in, and um, I think we were kind of starving for it. And the thing that I was just saying is what I love about Bellevue and Seattle is that they have a hunger for fashion. They're hungry. They love that we're coming here and educating and showing, so they want to learn, and when the student's ready, the teacher appears, and that happens to be with Vogue. Well, it's so funny, because I work with beauty and skincare and all that, makeup and all that, and fashion has always been one of those things that I love, but was, I've done retail, and but to listen to you, I was able to like tweak things in my closet, and today I felt all put together, and yesterday I felt all put together, and I think it's, it's really helpful because you take it to a point where it's very real for us. It's something that's approachable, it's something that's tangible, and it's like you go home and you go, I can do that. Fashion shows are just knockoff shows for other designers. What you see on a runway is not realistic. And these movie stars that you see on these red carpets, they are paid to look like that. I remember you saying that. That is the fantasy. That is their job. That is what they do. Mm-hmm. Middle America, average American woman's a size 14, 16, and it's 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, You're not 5'11 in a size 4. There's only one Angelina Jolie, and that is Angelina Jolie, period. But if you can see what she's wearing and incorporate some of those influences into your life and feel like a movie star, that works for me. I love that. Okay, so I had some fun questions. Okay. I thought that um, you would probably be very good at answering. Okay. okay, the conundrum, speaking from what you were just talking about, what do you suggest for pulling together fashion when you're currently one size now but actively working towards a smaller size? I would say don't pay attention to it because then you have one foot outside of your body. I'm a size 10, but I'm going to be a size 8. Who knows what God's going to give you? Who knows where your life's going to go? Who knows whether there's going to be a crisis or you get stressed or... You go to a cooking school and want to start becoming a chef. You can't, I mean, who knows where your life's going to be? If you're thinking about the past, you have one foot outside of your life. If you have one foot thinking about the future, you have another foot. Live with where you're at. Now, if you're really making healthier choices, I would say buy things that are more looser fit. I would say tunics. I would say long button-up tops. Um, more things that are looser fitting. Because you can go up or down. So that's just being smart. Don't buy anything that's super form-fitting if you find that you're in a transition phase. Okay, awesome. And then our second question is, what is the savviest thing, um, compliment that you have ever gotten on your fashion and the story behind it? Are you talking about my personal fashion yep. or somebody I've made over? Oh, uh, whichever one comes to mind. I would say for me, I tend to get complimented from people when I'm in a tuxedo. Case in point, I feel the sexiest when I'm in a tuxedo. Case in point, I'm covering the Oscars or I'm covering the Golden Globes. So it's all the elements that come together. Now, very few people can say that. But if you're going to a high school reunion, you should have that exact same feeling. If you're going to dinner with your husband, you should have that exact same feeling. I wrote a book. It's called Lawrence Arian's Ten Commandments for a Perfect Wardrobe. And one of my favorite commandments is... Commandment number nine, thou shalt dress as if every day is a special occasion. We have clothes that we only wear to church on Sunday. We have clothes that we only wear on the weekend. We have soaps in the bathroom that are there for guests. Well, why wait till Sunday? Why wait till that night out? Why not unwrap the soap today? You woke up and today's a special occasion. That to me is what life is about. You should always do something every day that makes you feel special because no one knows if we have tomorrow. I love that. I'm a big fan of bringing out bling just on a regular yes, day. And always. like an outfit like today, blinging it out just with rhinestone black 
you know, something that's a little bit more. But you also but have the hot trend. You have the shooty. You have the dark denim skinny jean. You have the element of plaid. It's the sheer top, and you can see the peekaboo bra through. That's hot. And you have the little, <laughs> and you have the leather jacket on, which is so on trend. So everything you've done is you've done right. But you pulled from your wardrobe, and that's what fashion's about. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. I love that. Thank you so much for taking time this you. weekend. It was I awesome. I adore you. <laughs> and now we come in for a kiss. Aww. Mwah. Mwah. Thank you so much, and I look forward to next year when you're here. That was so much fun meeting the fashion guy and hearing all the tips from everybody who was involved in Fashion Week. Um, so let's move on. And we're going to be chatting on fashion tips for guys and gals for the first date. And of course, you are one of the experts on the east side, if not Seattle. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to think of myself as the expert. I've been on enough dates. <laughs> You've been on a few. <laughs> you set up quite a few. Um, and I, I like that you offer lots of information to help people find where they fit in. Not so much dictating, but helping them on their journey to figure out, you know, are you ready for dating? And if so, you know what you want out of it and, exactly. and all that kind of stuff. So setting people up for success, a big part of that is how they present themselves that first time around. Right. And you know what? What do they say? You never have a second chance to make a first impression, right? Yes, most definitely. Or a last. We'll chat about yes. that last when you're walking <laughs> away. Just understand. True. <laughs> And, okay, so let's go ahead. Okay. So tell us what tell us what we're looking at today. So, you know, we set up dates all the time. And I preach this to my men when they're going on um, dates with uh, women that I set them up on. And going on a date right now in the 21st century is really like going on an interview. Oh. You really have to prepare for it. You have to plan for it. You really need to put some thought into it because it's something important. You have potentially the opportunity to meet your partner for life. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Why would you treat it so frivolously and so fragmented and carelessly? Right. That's true. You're taking the time um, to get dressed. You're taking the time to have it set up, um, or you're setting it up if you're the guy or the girl. And so you need to put some thought into it. So. I'm going to go with the men first, okay? Sounds great. So my tips for men, I have a few of them. Um, actually, I have four. Four tips for men and four tips for women. But men, when you are setting up a date and you're getting ready to go, make sure that you bring an extra set of clothes to change into. I think it's important that depending on what career you have, if you are a businessman, and you're wearing a business suit, and you are going on a first date, that might be a little intimidating for a, a date um, if you're all fancy and, and you are going to a restaurant or a bar that's a little bit more casual. If you're a construction worker, um, you know, you might not want to wear that on the first date. You wear the pair of jeans you wore to work. <laughs> yeah. Might, might smell just, just a little muddy. Not, yes. We're not judging here. We're just saying. It's okay. We love that profession. It's great. However, if you're going on a first date, um, bring an extra uh, pair of clothes so that you can change into that. The second advice I would have is, you know, don't overdo it on the first date. Yeah. Don't overdo the cologne. Don't overdo an outfit or um, overdress or wear something that 
you've never worn before and you don't feel comfortable in. Well, you want something, you want your clothing to speak to who you are. Because exactly. You want that person to get to know you with, with every different part of what you are presenting to them. Exactly. Just like an interview. Yeah. And it's a good segue into what you just said, expressing yourself, your style. When you're going on a first date, you want to dress for your style so that you can let that person know, hey, this is how I, this is my this personality. Is yeah. This is me. Yep. And the last thing for men, and the only reason why I have these four steps is because it's happened. All of them over have happened. Over and over. <laughs> Please don't wear unpressed clothing if they're wrinkled, stained, torn. I can't tell you how many times I do the post-date follow-up and I hear that one person has worn a shirt that maybe they bought in 1965 um, oh, wow. or a shirt that has the a few faded. holes, <laughs> faded, wrinkled. Um, again, think about going on a first date like going on an interview. You would not wear items like that if you were going on an interview, now would you? That's true. Well, and the other thing that I do too is, you know, take it back to a more personal level. Um, I think sometimes when we look in the mirror, we're, we're kind of hazy-eyed. Yes. We look in the mirror and it's like, okay, this is my favorite shirt or this is my favorite whatever. And we're not actually taking a moment to take a look at the actual individual pieces. Exactly. When you look in the mirror before a first date, look in the mirror like you're looking at somebody walking through the mall. And what's your first opinion of that person? Right. If you're going, God, they forgot to iron. Oh, crap. Maybe you forgot to iron your shirt. Exactly. You uh, or us as a culture, we have so many opinions about everybody around us and everything about us that frankly doesn't really pertain to us right that we need to stop filling our mind with that and then turn it around and put it on ourselves you you have to you want to dress as of how you would want that person to dress when you're in front of them right yep so if you have a date and you cannot keep your eyes off of the stain um, or the ripped um, shoulder or the stitching it's that's come out. You're not it's hearing. distracting. You're not Seeing. hearing her. So why would you wear something like that? Yep. Right? Exactly. Do you have a savvy business or product you'd like to share with our listeners? Contact us at sociallysavvybtr at gmail.com or our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, for more information on how we can share you. Make every event better because you were there. Socially yours, L.B. Duchess. Okay, so let's move on now. Let's chat about the women. I love chatting about the women. Um, I'm a woman. I know. So. We can totally relate to this. This is, this is our <laughs> so area of expertise. I can relate. Okay, so women, let me tell you the number one, one, top five things that I always hear, okay, yeah. after my post-date follow-up. Well... If he didn't like my outfit and he doesn't like the way I look, well, then he just doesn't like me for me because that's just the, how I am. Well, yeah, leave the attitude at home. Um, no, <laughs> ladies, oh, that wow. isn't the way. When you are meeting people, you're going out, you want to dress to impress. You want to dress so that um, you feel comfortable. I've worn holy jeans or holy sweats or oh, yeah. a T-shirt. And the whole time, I know personally that I have a hole in my shirt or a stain, 
and I feel self-conscious the whole time. Yeah, you actually act differently. You act differently. You aren't um, open. You're kind of closed off. Um, defensive. So defensive. So sensitive. you have to sensitive. You yeah. have to think about all the emotions. And when you're dressed nice and pulled together, you feel confident, happy, um, comfortable, comfortable. You're more apt to share. Uh, you are. Yeah. I mean, so so ladies, think about that. It's not that the men um, don't like you for who you are. That's later on. Yeah. This is the They've first date. They've got to get to know They've you They've got to get to yeah. know you before you throw on your scrubs. And you're kind of responsible for helping them to get to know you. Exactly. So the one, number one is I would really like my women to not try so hard. I think that... We can go both ways, right? Either A, oh, yeah. you need to like me, this is the way I am, I wear holy t-shirts and yoga pants every day, or um, you've gone above and beyond because you saw a picture and you thought that that would be a great way to dress, which doesn't really fit your personality or your style, yeah. and you go overboard. So we need to come up and find a happy medium and, and feel free to take pictures of yourself in the mirror and send them to some close friends and say, hey, LB, I'm going on a first date tonight. Don't be embarrassed. And ask your friends, what do you think about this outfit? Yeah. What do you think about this necklace? Do you think I should wear this blazer? I think it's important, or if you have guy friends, to get feedback from them. Um, so don't try so hard on the first date, but also don't not try on the first date. Well, and I know um, I've done it before. I was going into doing one of my shows, and I think, actually, I can't remember if you were on the message stream or not. Uh, it was the first time that we were going to be on video at the same time, and I had a choice between uh, a basic solid jacket and this fun, um, but it was a, a busy pattern. Mm -hmm. And while I thought it would be really cool, I kept thinking, but it could it be too much, could it be too much? So I turned around, I took a picture with myself and both of them and sent it right. off to the other people I was with. And they're like, yeah, that looks so great on you, but not today. That's all you need to do. You know, we have so many wonderful tools for technology. And so um, you can always, I know that um, just a backstory for with my husband, I took him out this weekend for his birthday. And he actually Googled, he had a vest and he wanted to know how to wear his vest, so he Googled I love different that. vest outfits and ended he up wearing- He looked fabulous. He looked great. He had a plaid yeah. shirt, a vest, some really cute jeans with a belt, and some pointy shoes, and he picked that outfit based on what he Googled. He knew that he would feel comfortable wearing that, and that was, and then he catered that look to his style. I love that. I um, love it, too. I love when men do that. Uh, this weekend, when doing the different um, Bellevue Fashion Week events mm -hmm. and, and interviews, uh, one of our, our very own fashion guy, our national TV fashion guy, yeah. um, Lawrence, he quoted Chanel, and I loved it, mm. and I think it's really appropriate for this. I do too. Chanel says, before you leave the house, look in the mirror and take one thing off. Um, love that because a lot of times you're so excited about okay you put all these things on and I can't tell you how many times just removing that one extra piece of jewelry right. or maybe the scarf that I don't need because I've got layered clothes or um, the hat is too much just taking it down just that one more notch yep. shows that very put together without going too far I agree and that's my next tip is to keep it simple you know keeping it simple we've talked about this on other um, feeds 
with LB, you know, I am a simple person. So I like to keep it with a clean canvas, yeah. pair of jeans, maybe a white t-shirt or a wife beater. Um, and then I like to throw on various jackets, maybe yeah. some boots or stilettos, some jewelry. I'm and a so, big accessory jewelry person. Yeah, you are. I'm, you do great I with jewelry. I love jewelry and accessories and, and trying to place them proper. Sometimes, you know, if it wasn't for that quote, I'm sure I would have walked out with one or two too many necklaces yeah. or too much bracelet. But it's And it's fun. good. It's fun. And it's good to keep that into consideration. You know, you said this on a, a show before, LB. You know, it take the time for yourself. Yeah. And... A lot of times, I think that we're in such a hurry that, and especially with women, we don't take the time to think about ourselves. Yeah. And so if it takes you an extra three to four minutes to decide whether you should wear a necklace or a bracelet or take a picture of yourself so you can send it to a sibling, a sister, brother, a friend, do it. Yeah. It's really important. And then that's how you're designing the way that you want to style yourself for the future. No, um, it's it's just nice. It just takes a little bit more time. Yes, it takes time, but it's going to be worth it, right? I totally agree. So, um, so this is really important. You know, I know that women wear high heel shoes now. We wear stilettos. I'm five foot nine. I wear stilettos. I'm six one. So when you're going on a date, and you know that you're five eight, and the person that you're going on the date with is five ten, be um, aware to dress keeping your partner or the person that you're going on a blind date in mind if you're five eight and you're going with a guy that's five ten don't wear stilettos that are gonna put you at six one. Oh god yeah it, it might be that's, a little yeah. intimidating Just, um, uh, on a first date <laughs> yeah their first thought is gonna be can you tell me what the weather's like up there yeah. I mean, <laughs> the joke is so old but it's like yeah yeah and you know it's not to say that men do not like tall women they do and when I wear my uh, really high stilettos I am taller than my husband sorry honey um, <laughs> but he likes it you know but I'm not gonna wear the stilettos on the first date you know I want to be aware um, and make him feel comfortable as well as be comfortable myself yeah um, so yeah I think that's really important and then the last one is the same as what we are um, giving the tips to men is Make sure when you leave the house that you're wearing pressed clothing, something clean, that's not wrinkled, clean. Not stained. No stains, no, no faded. rips, faded. You know, again, that's a, this is a representation of you. Yeah. And you're representing yourself to find your future partner, yeah. whether it be your life partner, your husband, your wife, or what have you. So, again, dress to impress because that's what you're doing. I love it. Thank you so much for taking time. Thank that's you, LB. Okay, and we're going to wrap this up with understanding how to work in a low budget or no budget place when you're talking about creating a fashioner or how, what you're going to be seen and, and how you're going to wear it. Um, you we were talking about, you know, five kids, two in college, you know, you've been at this game for a long time. Um, my husband and I, we, we, we grew up poor. <laughs> we didn't have any rich trust funds. We didn't have, we worked really, really hard for everything we yeah. had. We started off very simply. Um, I think you and I have ta talked before. You you have pretty humble beginnings too mm -hmm. and start off pretty simply. Um, so for me, one of the, the best things for me was to, uh, if you don't have tons of money, know where you're going to spend it and know how to spend it. I'm a huge exactly. treasure hunter. 
Uh, thrift stores, garage sales. Yeah, I know some people say that sounds kind of ghetto, but hey, I'm finding pieces and stuff that nobody else has anymore and being able to incorporate it. Um, And and sometimes that's what you have to do. Uh, If if you're talking about having, you know, buying a a $15 magazine, Vogue or something, to be able to know what the fashions are and having that $15 to be able to buy something that's going to get you there, go to the library Look at the magazine there and then spend that money moving forward. I agree. And, you know, fashion, again, is um, the individual person's expression of themselves, right? Yeah. And so where when I was younger, I might have gone to thrift stores. Um, I think now it's it's nice to be able to go to thrift stores because the um, attire for fashion has been to incorporate some vintage or some some, yeah. you know, um, past clothing, whether it's 70s, 80s, 90s, or what have you. So, yeah, I mean, I have five kids, two, uh, two of them in college, and we we have to put a budget aside, and yeah. it's exactly what you said. So we put aside um, money to save for what we're going to buy for each child. I have to say that I think that the clothes these days are much cheaper yeah. than when I was growing up. Yeah. Because I remember my mom, I used to play basketball too. <laughs> so I got to do a basketball story. And um, I was ready 5'9 in seventh grade. So I was like, what? I'm the tallest person ever. But um, Kmart was the only place that sold McGregor's. Oh, geez. Everybody wore McGregor's. And I was like, oh my God, mom, I really want some McGregor. She's like, well, I'm a single mom, so, and they were $56. Holy cow, back then? Kmart. Dang. So 56, they were like 56 or 55.99 or something, and I was like, wow, how am I going to get those McGregors? And so I decided that I was going to babysit. Mm-hmm. And so my mom said she would pay for half, and then um, we, we, I would pay for the other half. And that's the kind of um, message that I give to my kids. My yeah. son, the shoes aren't $56 anymore. No, 156 Yeah, <laughs> or 256 Oh, my God, yeah. So my 15-year-old son, same thing. I, I apply uh, practical money value to what I feel is fair for yep. now, which is $100 for a pair of tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. And whatever is above and beyond that, then it's his responsibility to help participate. Um and, you know, kids are smart these days. They are. You know, my kids, um, they go online, they trade. There's really no excuse to not be able to look put together, put together and yep. fabulous on a little to no budget I would agree. in the 21st century. There's just too many resources out there, but you have to plan. Mm-hmm. Like LB said. You don't go out and buy a $15 Vogue magazine when everything's online, everything's digital. You know, you don't want to go to dinner three nights a week. And then complain about not looking good. Exactly. So it's just about planning, I think Mm -hmm. strategically planning, and sitting down as a family, if you have a family, um, and sit down with them and see what are the key pieces of clothing that they're going to require or want for the upcoming year or what have you. And if you're a single person, then you're going to do the same thing. You're going to say, okay, you know what? What do I really, really need? And then what can I put off till, you know, maybe I've gotten that bonus check or Mm -hmm. sold the extra item to make more money for commission or what have you. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. 
totally the same way. <laughs> same way. Like, I think we all came from the like, same space. Like, like, you know, and like, I just, I go everywhere. Like, whether it be Goodwill or Walmart. Uh, well, we have disposable clothing now. Yes. I mean, I, I, I yeah. was in uh, Forever 21 and I picked up um, little tank tops that I wear under those sheer blouses and stuff for a dollar ninety yeah. a piece. Right. Okay, and and then uh, like you were saying, having your your main pieces, I'll save. I mean, I will save and, and pick something up. I've I'll spend full price on something that's going to be a key legacy piece, exactly. is what I call it. Or I'll shop the heck out of your Nordstroms or your Neiman's or right. Macy's or whatever. Um, but that all requires planning. Right. Exactly. I just I mean. It's so funny because a lot of times uh, if I go places, you know, whether I'm going out to, to the club or something. So it'd be like, okay, I got these, I went and got these cargo pants from Polo, you know, they're about 60, 70 bucks mm -hmm. or whatever like that. You know, cool. I got some, got my, maybe I got my Timberlands on and my Air Force One or this and that. So I said, hmm. I had to go and get this stuff to figure out a way to make this Ninja Turtles t-shirt look good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that I got from Walmart two weeks ago that I really want to wear. You know? exactly. So I had to figure that out. So I went and did that. So it's like, you know, I mixed that in. Yeah. And then on the flip side of things, you know, you're going out, you're like, huh, dress shoes on, I got these dress pants. Okay. I went and got this from, uh, I went and got these from, uh, like, I got these dress pants from, like, uh, Burlington Co Factory. Mm -hmm. Got these got these mm -hmm. dress shoes from uh from these comfortable dress shoes from Ross. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so how can I do this? Okay, so let's go to Nordstrom's racks. Let's yep. go to Nordstrom's. Yeah. Find yeah. me a nice shirt yep. and a nice tie, tie and something like that. And just everything fit. And you right. know what? Under a hundred dollars for everything. Yeah. Yep. Because I fought the sale at Nordstrom yep. with yep. the tie and everything <laughs> like that. And you know what? I got I don't drink or anything, but in my head, I got more money to spend at the bar yes. or, or, or food because I love food. Yeah. So, and then, then, you know, you spend all that and you're just like, oh, damn it. Like, I got to be selective about the drinks I get tonight. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, I'm winning. Yeah. But you're pre-planning, you know, and that's what that's what it's all about is pre-planning, you know, for every for life, you yeah. know. Well, and recognizing that you have choices. Uh, what are the, the things? So I'm just finishing up. I'm pretty sure I'm finished, but I just finished up uh, my first book. Oh, so I'm super nice. excited about it. Um, but one of the things I, we, we touch base on a lot, and it's dictated throughout the book, is, is choices. Our lives are choices. And yes. I know that our culture has really kind of put it out there that we don't have as many choices as, as we think, that you know our circumstance, how we were raised, where we were born, um, the color of our skin, our religion, those are still things that are, people are very much still using as excuses. And, and I'm going to say it, I'm sure I'll get backlash, that's excuses for not being where they think that they should be. I agree with Instead that of tell, yeah, taking that ownership and, and responsibility and recognizing these are my choices. And one of my favorite things to bring up, I'm just going to say I'm not a coffee drinker, so it's very easy for me to say this. <laughs> but if, if you're going to be that person, that goes to Starbucks every day and spends three fifty on coffee, and then quite possibly does it at lunch again, mm -hmm. and says that they don't have money to buy something that looks nice and clean and pressed. I'm gonna call BS. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you, you're drinking your style. Yeah, and, exactly. And th- along with that, you're you're drinking how people feel about you. You're drinking about what people think about you. Um, rather than taking maybe and maybe twice a week, you drink the coffee at home. Right, right there, that's going to be eight, ten bucks. Put right. that away. It, it adds up fast. Yes, it does. I totally agree with that. Nothing wrong with making a, figuring out ways to make a white t-shirt look good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Like a pack. You get a pack for five. Like yep. under ten bucks at Walmart. Yeah. I totally agree. And that's how it's done. Okay, and finally, what is the savviest compliment you have ever gotten on your style and the story behind it? Well, I'll tell a quick story behind being um, an at-home mom for 10 years. Oh, yeah. We we, uh, we both have that on our resume. (laughs) The wardrobe for an at-home mom for 10 years with three children can be not very eye-appealing. Yeah. And so um, after 15 years of uh have been married i did get divorced <laughs> not because of my apparel <laughs> <laughs> not because of your fashion sense <laughs> not because of my fashion sense but um but what i did is once i became and understand who i was after i got divorced not my children's mom you know so-and-so's wife oh you know the so-and-so's employee i was mayumi muller i was like you know i want to identify myself with how i look on the outside Mm-hmm. I don't want people to look at me and go, oh, yeah, that she looks like a soccer mom or whatever. And it's okay to look like a soccer mom. But there are certain things that you can do that I think women don't do when we have children because we are pulled in so many directions that we yep. don't really take care of ourselves. And we have to take care of ourselves. So after I found out who Mayumi was, um, I realized that I was quite simple. <laughs> and again... Um, I decided that I really like the basics. It goes back to another segment that we had done prior to, and I like to have your basic staple items, jeans, t-shirts, printed tees, if I'm gonna go crazy, Um, watches, I love watches, I love shoes, jackets. So if you have a few of those key pieces, a black skirt, a white skirt, then from there you can really accessorize to really show who you are based on when you're leaving the house, right? Because everyone, you have a different mood. Sometimes I don't want to wear all the jewelry. I just want to wear my Converse and some skinny jeans and a white t-shirt. Yeah. And that's okay. But if I feel funky or spicy, then I'll throw some stilettos and, um, you know, maybe um, a hat, a fedora. With that that same outfit. With the same exact outfit. So really understanding... For me, what I feel about my style story is it's a never-ending story. Yeah. As I evolve into the woman that I've become and the woman that I want to be, my fashion and my wardrobe is going to never, ever change. And it's going to, actually, it's going to change, I'm sorry, it's going to continuously change. Right. Based on where I'm at in my life. So I would say, you know, uh, moms out there, Take care of yourself. Yeah, it's really important to do that. I totally agree with that because, again, being a stay-at-home mom and and like I mentioned earlier, I loved Chanel. So yeah. when I was a stay-at-home mom, it was 
I mean, I was looking good if I got a pair of jeans on and there wasn't yes. sweats. And I had the cute sweats. I had yeah. the little the Victoria's Secret and, and you know, Lululemon yeah. sweatpants and all that kind of stuff. But still, you, you want to just that crispness and, and yes. taking that extra two or three minutes. Because um, I think a lot of the things that we forget is we are setting an example for how our children are going to perceive how they're going to dress and exactly. behave when they grow up and are in the same types of roles. Exactly. So, okay, what about you? What was the savviest compliment you'd ever gotten on your style and the story behind it? Well, first off, uh, I was just curious if I could have this segment right here where she just said Tate. So when I, the day I ever get married, I can just <laughs> this for my life over and over. Say, <laughs> look. It's like gotta be. We don't need no minivan, soccer mom vans. <laughs> Just listen to this. It will be fine for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you know what? Before we go on, you make a you make a really great point, and it's kind of a. The good thing is it's a podcast, so this will be on the internet forever. So there you go. Um, but you do make a great point. Uh, I think it does get kind of tricky, you know, going off topic, which we never do on Socially Fabby, but (laughs) going off topic a little bit in in fashion and and being a stay-at-home mom, um, I think we get so caught up, even as a couple, in in going and doing the things that it takes to get through in everyday life when you have children and maybe both of you have jobs or maybe only one of you have jobs. You know, if you're the the work and she's a stay-at-home mom, that could be, uh, that's where you see a lot of the uh, settling for Mm -hmm. in the attire. Um, and I've seen some brilliant men find a fabulous way around it, and that is when, um, say, every couple months, and maybe it's not a lot of money, but you plan for it where you set aside a little bit of money every month, and you you create an afternoon where you get the babysitter to come in or the grandma and the grandpa to come in and watch the kids, and you say, "Hun, I've got you for five hours, and you take her and you go shopping with her. Yep. And you help her find those one or two pieces that are going to make her feel special. And, and, and how you approach it is like, hey, you've been working really hard. And I know, you know, you haven't really gotten anything that's real special for you lately. Let's go pick out something that's going to be fun for you to wear and, and feel special running around taking the kids to soccer practice and stuff. Um, I think a lot of uh, partners, whether it be males or females, depending on who's in the role, don't recognize that you get caught up in a role. Um, if you're you a if you're a stay at home mom, we always say stay at home mom, but there are stay at home dads too. Yes. And, and the mentality that goes in with that is I'm somebody's spouse and I'm somebody's parent. Yes. And that's where the thought process stops, and that's why you you stop thinking about how you're dressing. You're just focused on on those things. So if your partner comes along and and instead of saying you know you kind of dressing like crap, I really need you to like maybe step it up a notch because I'm really not feeling all that attracted to you this week. Um, you know, yeah. that's the typical way that most people in that role are, are taking any kind of feedback. I agree. And I agree. Uh, to add to the LB, you're right. I mean, you know, I, um, obviously my kids are older now. Yeah. But my husband does that. Yeah. You know, there's things that he would like for me to uh, wear. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, if you would like for me to wear that, let's go shopping, let's go shopping. and find something. Yep. And and he's more than accommodating. Now, women, this is not an excuse to drag your husband out for 10 hours. Yeah, no, 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 they're, five, no, no. And here's they're the thing. not gonna make they're it. They're not gonna make it, no. <laughs> and, and so when, when they break this to you, you know, they bring you this fabulous gift yes. that they're gonna take you to go do this, you get a couple things in your mind and try to keep it under 25 minutes in each location. Yes. <laughs> Agree, agree. And you know, a lot of um, boutiques and stores now yeah. provide an area for men to sit. Mm-hmm. 
they have accommodations. You know, Nordstrom's is great. Yeah. They bring you bottled water. Yep. So, it do, and again, it doesn't have to be fancy, but even the, the younger spots, yeah. like uh, H&M and, you know, a lot of the younger places, they actually provide an area also for men to sit or women to sit yep. and, and watch, to, you know, so that you can do a little fashion show or what have you and try on clothes. Yep. So I agree. I mean, not to go off topic, but I agree that might be something we can talk about. And thank you for bringing it up. That's oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> hey, for, for me, I just want to mark this day in history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, I've never speaking to third person, but Jason Hicks is learning today. <laughs> I know what to do. I don't do yeah. today. I'm taking mental notes. <laughs> tell you, everything is there. Hey, you'll win points, dude. <laughs> you, well, no, and I think ahead. a lot of it comes down to, too, we, you know, we think of fashion and, and, you know, kind of being able to pull this back around on topic. We think of fashion in the relationship to what we see in the magazines or what we see on the TV shows. Correct. Now, the cool thing about TV shows is that they actually shortcut it for us a little bit and take that runway application and give us ideas of how it would look in an everyday right. or a practical application. Mm -hmm. uh, but at that same time, you know, living in that virtual world while watching TV, you've got to also now adapt it to a real world scenario exactly. because very few of us live anything even remotely close to any of the TV shows right. on TV at all. Right. So with that in mind, still recognizing that taking time to take fashion, even, even this very simplest forms, and when I say simplest forms, I'm referring to clean clothes, pressed clothes, mm -hmm no stains on your clothes or if you have a stain on a favorite piece of clothing and everything is perfect except for this one stain there's jewelry put a pin on it put yep. a patch on it yep. um, do something that if you're going to wear those clothes that you don't look like a homeless person <laughs> I, I, I agree there's just really no totally other way you know you we've there's so many people out there if you want to stand out or feel Feel good, not even if you want to stand out, but if you want to feel good about yourself. What you put yourself into is a big, huge part of perpetuating how you're going to feel about yourself during the day. Exactly. So fashion can empower you um, or it can make you feel intimidated if you don't go through a little bit of a, a, a pre-thought process in what you're doing and what you're wearing. Absolutely. So. But going back into the whole... I'm the same way as me. So, like, I'm an athlete. I said, once an athlete, always an athlete. So yeah. I just think, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll scrunchy in the hair and some, you know, some sweats or something that's attractive to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I go with that. But that's why, I, that's by saying that, I keep it myself like that way. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be pooped up all the time. Like, I like t-shirts, jeans, yep. you know, something like that. If I'm at a... I'm at a place. Uh, I was at one place, and you know, like I had the, I had the look, and the guy told me, "Hey, you know, I like that look. Mm -hmm. That's a nice look." So just to get it from, and he was like a, a big business person or something. For for That's to get awesome. it from that kind of world, right. you know what I'm right. saying? It's just like it's kind of cool because you know you're gonna get it from like you know being from Cleveland. You know, right. you, don't get, <laughs> you just go get that. That's just right. how you know stuff like that. And you know, you've been and like go to various different clubs and stuff. But do we had another social setting and somebody to acknowledge? your attire yeah that's true. pretty cool and it was just simple you know yeah well and it's not I, I think you want to take it as more than a compliment if somebody takes the time to comment yeah. on hey you look really well mm -hmm. put together that speaks about you as an individual and if you're going out there in a business or 
Um, even you know you're going to a PTASA meeting or um, you're volunteering for the school, that says so much about you and how people are gonna interact with you. Unfortunately, yes. right off the bat, until they get to know you, is going to have a lot to do with how you dress. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you see, you're seeing that and mm -hmm. For him saying that, then you know, then another lady saying it, you know, you know, my, my swag kind of just went through the roof. Like, whoa, shoot, I'm standing on this ladder right now. Oh, that's <laughs> I, good. I, felt, I felt pretty good. Yeah. You know, it was like it was a humbling experience, but it was just like, you know, oh shoot, you know, my swag is up there. Right. Well, you know, also like you were saying, PTA or you were saying, Jason, about just being out there, you know, it kind of invites people to make that change, right? Yeah, because it does. you are at an event and you're dressed a specific way, a particular way, or I'm at a PTA meeting and I might have the same outfit as the other mom, but I have on knee boots or something. You know, you're inspiring others to take that chance and to get out of their comfort zone. So it's, I think it's good. It, you know, again, you know, we're not dressing to make people want to dress like us or look like us. We're dressing to make us feel good. And so that's the key is to, to feel good and comfortable about your attire. I love that, that's very true. As we wrap up this segment of Socially Savvy and Fashion Week, we're gonna hear from one of the beneficiaries of Fashion Week Life Spring. Um, hope you enjoy the interview. Hanging out here at Bellevue Fashion Week, posh party, and you're with Life Spring with, with tonight's beneficiary. What an amazingly fun event. I, I have to say, first off, I have to comment, nobody can see your shoes, but those are to die for. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wasn't it fun? It was a blast. I mean, the Bellevue Collection does such an amazing job. I have to tell you, their vision and creativity yeah. is amazing. And we are so fortunate, thanks to the Kemper Freeman family, to be the beneficiary of tonight's show. So for us in Bellevue Life Spring, it's really all about the kids and the families that we serve. Yeah. So I am just thrilled because tonight, we raised $21,000. As soon as I heard that, I was like on Twitter, I was on Instagram, I was oh. like, I, you know, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't recognize is they see, um, I was at another attorney event earlier and um, John Curley mentioned that Washington State produces the most charity events, or we go to the most events in per capita in the United States. 865 charity events. We love to party with the cause. We love to support and we found a way to make it fun and really do a lot of great things for the community. So tell us a little bit about Life Spring. Well, Bellevue Life Spring is a nonprofit and we serve children living in Bellevue that are living below the poverty line. A lot of people don't realize that they're, yeah, no, don't think, think there's do. poverty here. Yeah. There are actually 4,000 children that are in that situation and of those, 150 are homeless. So we provide educational support, clothing, food, and emergency assistance for those children and their families. Wow. Yeah. And this is, you guys have been doing this for over a hundred years. Yeah, 103 years now. Wow. And it's so meaningful for me because I live in Bellevue. So to be able to have a job where you give back yeah. to the community where you live is so meaningful. And I have to tell you, like you said, this Bellevue community is so generous and so giving. You know, you just need to make them aware, and they will come out, and they will support, in just drove. like they did tonight. And drove, like tonight, sell out crowd. Can you believe that? It's awesome. Yeah, it's no, awesome. we're thrilled. So where would people find you if they're looking to, to reach out and see what they can do? 
BellevueLifespring.org is our website, and we have opportunities for volunteering, giving cash. They can donate clothing to our thrift shop in Bellevue Square Mall. Awesome. So a lot of opportunities. We're having a wine event on October 11th, which is going to be really fun. That's Ooh, another example. I know about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love so, wine. I know. It's wine tasting auction, and we'll have 80 wines from around the world, as well as featured Northwest wines. Wow. And Stacy and Greg um, DeLille, yeah, I just saw Greg tonight. Yeah, Greg is our um, VIP host, and oh. Stacy's our honorary chair. I love So them. they will be, the, oh, they're amazing. We they are really so are. fortunate to have them. And all the support of all the wineries in this area. It's truly amazing. Wow. And I'll tell you the food. And we're going to be right back here at the Hyatt. It's going to okay. be here. And the food is to die for. Crab, cra well, crab cakes and scallops. And, oh, that's all right. <laughs> All kinds of amazing food, and it's all for great causes. So this event will feed the homeless, um, will feed Bellevue Life Spring children meals during spring, winter, and um, Thanksgiving break. So wow. it's all about feeding kids. That's what we do. Okay, so quick, quick question. Um, being in a charity and seeing all kinds of events, what is the savviest thing you've ever seen anyone do for a charity? I think when they just stand up and get that feeling of emotion and just decide, I'm going to raise my paddle and give, you know, that's when it, and, and the energy in the room just starts to multiply and people are like, yes, 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 I'm going to give tonight. And I think that's, that's when they're not buying anything. Yeah. They're not getting anything back. Just it's just genuine from the heart wanting to give for a reason. So I, I think that's the funnest part. Thank you for taking time tonight. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's so fun to meet you and chat with you. And we want to thank today's show sponsors, Bellevue Collection, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, Bellevue Pain Clinic, Penfold Cellars, Chateau St. Jean Cellars, and Make It a Great Date. We also want to remind you to subscribe to The Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And don't forget to check us out on RSS Radio on your smartphones. Make all the events better because you were there and have a socially savvy week.